a scripture reading from the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side of the Sea of Galilee while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me! Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Gospel of our Lord. Grace and peace to you all in the name of Jesus. Amen. You'd think that Peter might have looked for more ideal conditions. A sunny day, no wind, late in summer so you know the water's going to be warm. That's what I would want to see before I'd try walking on water. But Peter waits until he's in a small boat being battered by waves in a huge storm in the pre-dawn darkness. What's going on here? A mentor of mine shared this story with me this week. A spiritual teacher posed a question to his students. If a prisoner wants to escape from prison, what's the first thing he needs to know? You need to know the guard, one student said. You need to find the key, said another. No, the teacher said. The first thing you need to know if you want to escape from prison is that you are in prison. Until you know that, no escape is possible. I think something similar is happening here it's hard to get through a storm if you don't know you're in one. And the more I read this text, the more I think that the, despite the thunder and the waves and the wind whipping around him, Peter just doesn't understand that he is in a storm. Trauma will do that to you. Trauma is what happens when life comes at you so fast that your thinking brain simply cannot keep up. Sometimes, 
when we experience trauma, we might not realize it or be able to name it as such. Instead, we just grasp at normal, thinking we might be able to will normal back into existence. I think of my friend who had a major concussion while sledding, and she kept on insisting, you guys, I'm fine, let's just go home, even as she was driven to the hospital and promptly admitted. Or I think about my friend who, in the days after his sister died, was really, really concerned about how he was going to finish his midterms. This is what's going on with Peter. Life is coming at him so fast that his thinking brain can't comprehend that he is in a dangerous storm. He can't find the space within himself to know that the wise thing to do in a storm would be to stay in the boat. The animal part of his brain has taken over. And our animal brain doesn't think. It simply acts for our survival by fighting or fleeing or freezing. And Peter does all three. He fights off the notion that he's in a storm to begin with, choosing this of all moments to try the impossible. He flees the situation, leaving his friends behind in the boat at, to head out on his own. And he freezes. When he senses the strong wind, his body seizes up and he begins to sink. Now, I preached on this text three years ago, and I remember in that sermon just laying into Peter for what I took as his needless arrogance. The text hasn't changed, but the world has. And this year, I find myself feeling nothing but deep compassion for him. The poor guy. He's traumatized. He's just trying to survive, wild-eyed, grasping for the steadiness he once knew. He's in a storm, but he doesn't know it. He's trying to convince himself that things are normal, but they are not. Sound familiar? Listen, we are all going through a lot. But the a lot we're going through is no longer as new. Have you noticed that people have stopped making jokes about Zoom? Have you found yourself like me forgetting that your face mask is on? Have you noticed that the headlines aren't filled with buildings that are burning in our city anymore? It might be easy for us to convince ourselves that the storm has passed by. But stop for a moment. Can't you feel the boat still being battered? The wave of COVID still crashes over us, keeping us away from the people, the activities, the church buildings that we love, leaving a death toll in America that is so difficult for us to uh, wrap our minds around. 
And the wave of racism 400 years old continues to sweep over us as inequities and gaps, small and large, are laid bare. And we who are white begin to grapple with the utter size of the hurt that others are bearing in this country. And the wave of grief and loss has rocked so many of you this summer. It's been a rare week when we haven't had a funeral here. And what are we doing as these waves crash over us? All too often, we're convincing ourselves that we are not in a storm, that everything should be normal, that now is the perfect time for us to get out of the boat and try walking on water. We are not content with seeing our survival as sufficient. We feel a pressure to come out of this better than we were before, to take on the same commitments, to be able to perform to the same levels, to follow the same patterns of thinking and acting that we're used to, to act boldly and heroically, to defy the confines that living through this storm is putting up around us. It's a small thing, but I notice in my life, it just takes me a little bit longer to get going in the morning these days. I need a longer runway to ease into the day. And like, okay, right? <laughs> like, I am living through a pandemic and a reckoning with racism. This is understandable. And yet, I still beat myself up about it every single morning. Like, get it together, Joel. You should be better than this. That's me getting out of the boat. We treat these quasi-quarantine times or the grief that we're going through like there's gonna be a test at the end, telling ourselves that we need to come out of the other side of this with new skill sets, new hobbies, bodies toned from all the exercise we're doing. Like making it through a big storm is nothing to be proud of. It's really about how you carry on and improve yourself. Or we who are realizing that racism isn't just about those people in hate groups. It's about whole systems of exclusion and misery, and we're all a part of it. We want to respond by putting our foot as hard as we can on the gas pedal and attending every march and training and reading every book and listening to every podcast until we, by the strength of our own effort, end it once and for all. We're trying to walk on water when we really ought to just be riding out the storm. And I'm not saying this to shame you. We're experiencing things that are actually traumatic. And our bodies are in survival mode. They're trying to keep us safe. This is a good thing. But your survival instinct puts all the pressure on you. 
It convinces you that the only way out of the storm is by yourself, by your own effort, fighting, fleeing, and freezing your way forward as you try walking on water. But jumping out of the boat to go it alone isn't actually the only way to make it through this storm. And it isn't the way that Jesus endorses. Look at Jesus. He steadies Peter in the waves, and he leads him back to the boat. He sits him down. And the storm might be big, and the boat might be small, but it contains community and the embodied presence of God. And that is enough to withstand the waves. What if heroism isn't what this moment calls for? What if you don't have to solve it all on your own? What if it's okay for you to take a little bit longer to get going in the mornings? What if you stopped trying to walk on water and simply sat down in the boat? I would call that faith. Because faith, at its root, is not about doing brave and bold things. It's about placing your trust in something larger than yourself. It's coming to believe that you are part of everything, but not responsible for everything. It's a trust that you will be provided for outside of yourselves. And that though you cannot see how, things will turn out right. So sitting down in the boat rather than jumping out of it, owning up to your limitations and grief, naming that what we're living through is actually a storm, and being gentle with yourself, these are not acts of defeat. These are acts of faith. And when we sit down in the boat to stay present through the storm, when we don't try to outrun or conquer the discomfort we feel, but make space within ourselves to live with it and through it, then our fight, flee, and freeze instinct can relax, and we can see beyond ourselves and our own survival instinct. We can look around the boat, and what do we find? Though we are in a storm, we are not alone. Others are with you, grabbing an oar or bailing water, but weathering the storm alongside you. And look over the waves, for Jesus himself is seeking you out. It's not a ghost. The living Christ is truly present with you, here to comfort you, to let you take heart, even in the most unlikely of places. And I've seen you receive this peace that passes all understanding, even in this storm. I've seen the strength that rises within you when you join the messy march for justice. The real joy, the real joy that wells up and overflows when you swap stories after a funeral. 
the clarity and serenity that comes when you throw out the shoulds and the to-do list and embrace the reality that you're actually living even with, its, even with all of its limits. When you take heart in the storm, it's not a ghost. It's the presence of Jesus with you. And he is getting into your boat, even in this storm. So take the comfort where it comes. These moments of grace keep us afloat until the storm subsides. You can only get through a storm if you know you're in one. And once you know you are, you know that you don't actually need to walk on water. For with Jesus, it is enough to sit down and trust that you will be sustained by the community around you and comforted by Jesus, who marches through every storm to be with us and who brings us safely through together. Amen.